Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Hear with me now the words of the Lord. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus said to two of his disciples, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you why you are doing this, tell them the Lord needs it and send and will send it back shortly. They went and they found a colt outside the street tied to a doorway. As they untied it, some people said to them, What are you doing untying that colt? And they answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. And when they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. And many people spread their cloaks on the road, while many others spread branches they had cut from the fields. And those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem, went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went back to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious Lord, we wave our branches, we shout, Hosanna, blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. And so as we sing and as we praise you as a part of this service, let our words not just fade into the air, but let them be carried to heaven so that you would know that your servants are listening, asking you to speak to our hearts this day, so that we would go forth from this hour of worship, whether here in the sanctuary or at our homes or maybe even today in our offices, and that we might show the world how blessed we are that you have come, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Let us not just be hearers of your words, O Lord, but doers of your word. In your Son's holy name we pray, amen. In college, one year for spring break, my friends and I went on a trip. We decided we were going to go camping on the Outer Banks at Ocracoke and Hatteras, And as the trip evolved or devolved, depending on your perspective, it became a trip more along the lines of the classic college road trip. Well, we've come this far, why not? And so as we continued to cross every major mark and we said, well, we've come this far, why not? We found ourselves in the nation's capital, having traveled up the Outer Banks and the eastern shore of Maryland around the loop at Annapolis and in D.C. And while we were there in D.C., we said, why not? 
let's go to the White House. Maybe we can see the president, we said, you know, with a lot of joviality and just, you know, a little bit of hubris. But sure enough, as we approached the White House, we noticed that something must be happening. There were Secret Service agents all on the roof with those, those binoculars that are about this long looking out all across D.C. There were agents walking along the fence line with the dogs. There were crowds of people starting to gather around Pennsylvania Avenue. and We realized something indeed was about to happen, and so we just joined the crowd. And soon the gates of the White House complex opened and out rolled the motorcycles and the police cars and the black Suburbans, all with the flashing blue lights and the wigwag headlights. We knew something was coming on down the street at us. And then the limos and finally the beast, the president's limo. And in the back was George H.W. Bush just waving at us, at us and everyone else, but at us. And then more limos, more police cars, and finally a few more motorcycles. I mean, it was a presidential motorcade. It was, in, it was there to clear traffic to all the support vehicles, backup vehicles, necessary staff, the president himself. All of it to project importance. I mean, there was no way to miss that something big was happening, that there was a grand parade, if you will, passing right in front of us. A bit of it's political theater, a bit of it is necessary, a bit of it is national pride, a lot of it is a projection of power and abject authority. Today we talk about another parade of sorts, don't we? Palm Sunday where we wave our palm branches and we sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we remember Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It attracted a crowd just like a presidential motorcade would. People were gathered. The word spread that somebody came. The king was coming. The Messiah was coming. You've got to go see him. He's riding in Jerusalem. We're finally going to be set free. Little did they know what that would mean. They craned their necks. They snapped off the palm branches. They laid their coats on the road all to see the king, the Messiah, the blessed one. And then here he came around the corner a carpenter on a donkey. Wait a minute. The one that is to set us free is a carpenter on a donkey. The king they thought they would come would surely be riding on some large, impressive cavalcade, something that would rival what the Roman army used when they conquered Jerusalem, when they rode into a new territory, something like that. And yet here he was, a simple man, on a simple beast of burden. Let that sink in for a moment. The king of kings on a donkey. If we look at this story, if we think about it, there is a charge and a commission in it for you and for me as we think about our own practice of faith and who it is that we worship. And it's wrapped up in the simple parade itself. The simplicity of it even all the way down to the choice of the donkey. 
I mean, Jesus could have and maybe should have ridden in in great splendor like the King of Kings that he was. I mean, surely he would have chosen, if it was scripted by Hollywood, surely he would have chosen the supermodel of horses, right? You know, a Lipizzan or, or maybe even the Ferrari of the equine world, you know, a sleek black Arabian that says, look at me, I've got the power. But no, he chose a donkey, sturdy and steady, unassuming. And that, my brothers and sisters, that's the point. That's the point of what it's all about. This simple, unassuming animal carried the load, the name, the load, the name above all names, the one that at that very name that every head would bow, every knee would bend, that the world would know as Lord of Lords rode here on a simple creature. See, the great thing about that story for us is that the kingdom of God, that there is no magic litmus test of which of us is worthy to serve God, which of us is worthy to be in the presence of the Lord, because surely if it was that the case, and if there was a litmus test, then we would have looked at that Ferrari or looked at that supermodel of horses, but no. The lesson here with the donkey is that you and I, that we are imperfectly perfect to serve the Lord just as we are. And that we join the holy parade, that we are a part of the kingdom and we serve it with gladness because of just who we are, just the way we are built, just the way we are created, with all of our flaws and imperfections, with the things that God made us just the way we are. And see, that's what's needed in the kingdom authentic, real servants who are willing to serve no matter what, realizing that even as we are not perfect, that we are still called to be in ministry to the world. If we look back at our biblical history, we look into it, Zechariah said that the promised king would ride on a donkey so as a shine of humility. We think about Mary and Joseph journeying from Nazareth to Bethlehem. What did they ride on the road on a donkey? So it's only fitting that Jesus, at the end of earthly ministry, would come into Jerusalem on such a simple creature. Because it's that simple creature that carried the Lord. And it's a reminder to us that as we enter the parade of the kingdom, as we serve, that we are to carry the Lord with us each and every day in each and every way possible. I mean, 10 days ago, it was the feast day of St. Patrick's Day. And of course, you know, the entire world makes that into some celebration of wearing of the green and the shamrocks and gathering at establishments and everything else. But before all the revelry, we've got to remember what St. Patrick was about. He was about sharing the good news of Christ with the world, carrying Christ with him. And so as we contemplate our discipleship, our following of Christ, we must remember that prayer that St. Patrick prayed, the one that was sort of his motto of life, the one that he carried forth and how he lived each and every day, a prayer as simple as this, but listen to these words. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me. Christ to my left, Christ to my right, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit, Christ when I arise. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, 
Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. See, my friends, when we think of that parade, the calling for us is that we are to carry Christ in everything that we do. Everything that we do. You know, donkeys are maligned often as being stubborn. My friends in the equine world tell me, Glenn, everybody says that, but it's really mules that are stubborn. Donkeys are quite smart. Now, I know that we're getting really into the weeds here, but what I like about it is in their unassuming ways, donkeys are steady and they are sturdy. And the peril of the kingdom that Jesus does not just need everyday disciples to clean the world. Jesus needs everyday disciples to be steady and sturdy to keep chipping away at the kingdom of heaven. Jesus calls us to work tirelessly every day to bring about the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We must chip at it away, chip away at it much the same way that a sculptor chips away at the marble to make a beautiful statue. In the same way, we must be steady in our work, steady in our discipleship, to show to the world that it is cared for, that it is valued, that it is loved, that it is protected. Chip away until all are healed, all are lifted up, all the injustices of our world are wiped away and that we see each other not just equally, but that we give each other the same opportunities to rise and to succeed. You see, the constantness of our work, the consistency of our discipleship, that constant chipping away is how the kingdom of God becomes a reality for all of us across the entirety of the world. So when we think of Palm Sunday, we gather so many times and we think of it just as a singular event. We remember the day so long ago. We wave our palm branches we recognize that it's the kickoff of Holy Week and all that may come. But let us not move beyond the parade just yet. Because that parade continues today. It wasn't just a singular event so many years ago. It isn't just a singular event confined to just one hour of worship. It's beyond hosannas and palms. It's not like a motorcade in which the president goes by. It's not like a cavalcade of a Roman conqueror. No, it is a parade of imperfectly perfect servants pouring forth from the worship in the sanctuary and in their homes out into the world following the kingdom of God, following it like a king on a donkey, following it, carrying Christ in our hearts so that you and I may be the hands and feet building that kingdom of heaven here on earth until everyone knows that they are truly loved by the one who came in the name of the Lord. Truly loved by the one who said that you are acceptable in my sight. Truly loved by the one who said you matter to me. Truly loved by the one who said you are my child and you make me happy just the way you are. So let us join that parade today. Let us burst forth from this sanctuary, burst forth from our homes. Let us carry our praises out into the street. Let us follow the king on a donkey 
and show the world the power of that kingdom. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.